Tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast, Dean Ambrose jumps right back in the game. Cody Rhodes ethers the Attitude Era, the Money in the Bank participants, that and a whole bunch more tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast. You said ether. <laughs> Wait till you hear it, man. It's pretty. It's pretty. Ditch that nine to five. It's time to feel alive. Hello, Mark. So welcome to the Band from Ringside podcast. As always, I'm your host, Bill Vagie, a.k.a. Arya Smark. And to oh, my right. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> to my right, as always, we have two beers. Zach Pullman, what's going on, two beer? Uh, not much. Uh, I hate to break this to you guys on the air, but I... I did get a call from New York, and uh, I I turned down a million dollars for us to go to Saudi Arabia. So uh, what the fuck, oh, man? man. I hope that would that, have been huge. I hope that's okay. Man, that is an interesting quandary. <laughs> I like money. <laughs> to his right, we have Jason Cornelius Bell. What's going on, JCB? Allow us to pull down the latest volume of the Band from Ringside podcast and smack Zach over the head with it a million dollars. Are you fucking crazy? You got to talk to us about that. I hope this is a chapter in the Quran. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 105, <laughs> chapter 3, verse 14. The good spark saith, hashtag boo the heels. It is all good. Good, baby. Shout out to my girl, Becky Balboa. I love you. Thanks for a good time this weekend. Wink, wink. Um, <laughs> plenty to talk about. Name? Oh, my God. <laughs> Somebody had an attitude error of their own. <laughs> <laughs> indeed. Indeed. <laughs> indeed. Yeah, right. Uh, now, plenty to talk about. Um, not even the lot of WWE, which I thought was going to be the primary focus, but unfortunately... For some, that's not going to be the case. So I'm ready to talk about it. Let's get it going. And to his right, sitting right across from me, we have Murray the Murray Man. Murray, what's going on, Murray? Oh, you know, just extremely caffeinated and feeling great. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's all jacked up on Mountain Dew. I almost grabbed one of the monster drinks they have in there, and I put it back. I like, <laughs> he did. I, I like, sat there and held it for like five minutes, and then, nah. <laughs> sat there and held it and just shook really yeah. violently yeah. in your hands? It, it seemed like it was nice and sh- like ready to drink, though, because I had it shook up. Um, but more exciting than being caffeinated talk yeah. to him Daddy. almost as more almost as more mm-hmm. we're live on social media right <laughs> now this is michael j fox over here <laughs> where, so are where are we where are we where are we on social media uh right now twitter facebook and youtube <laughs> twitter at bfr pod <laughs> at bfr jcb if you you know uh, want to get on some laughs uh, yeah right band from ringside on facebook and twitter friends of bfr pro wrestling com for the t-shirts hell yeah go get yourself a t-shirt they make a lovely birthday gift mother's day is coming up get your mom a get your mom a bfr shirt on pro wrestling tees.com uh at bfr zach at bfr bill at bfr Murr. He, I mean, just don't. Jason's got all the followers. Don't just, <laughs> don't just shout out to him. I mean, true. no, no, no. I was about to say, I ain't got shit. Going we on. are coming at you from the exquisite Shock City Studios in rainy St. Louis, Missouri. We got Sam the Mauler Mall turning the knobs tonight. Mr. Perfect's in the house. It's been a while since we've had Sam turn the knobs for Why us is because. That? Sam got married this past weekend. Hey, congratulations, Sam. I guess BFRs, I guess our uh, invitations got lost in the mail. Again. It's not like we don't see them all the time. Hey, I'm a social media guy. At least I was there in social media. <laughs> but before we get too fo- before we get talking about the wrestling, we got to talk about that day one-ish sponsor, Soul Taco. Him, Soul Taco, the Korean-Mexican fusion food that's taking over the Midwest and soon enough the world they got places in the u-city loop two food trucks driving around st louis missouri columbia missouri chesterfield missouri champaign illinois and 
Chicago, Illinois, and I just realized all those places start with a C except for the U City Loop Bing! and the trucks. But if but you I turn mean, the U sideways, nice. Oh, hey, that's really good. Really that caffeine, <laughs> caffeine, baby. But guys, if you haven't had it, uh, go get yourself some Soul Taco, man. They, it's like I said, it's that Korean Mexican fusion food: burritos, tacos, quesadillas, kimchi fries, nachos. It is the best stuff. We're not just saying it just because they're a sponsor. No, sir. We would say it if they were just a sponsor, but yes, sir. it's also very, very fucking true. good. What did you eat today, Jason? Soul Taco Steak Burrito. Steak Burrito is so good. I like the spicy pork, but I've had the chicken, and the chicken is good as F also. So go get yourself some Soul Taco. Go get yourself some JJ Twigs Pizza on Southampton. They have... Go watch a Blues game there. Go watch a Cardinal game there. They got bucket specials. Best pizza in town. I've only been there... Twice since the last time we did a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a week for Christ's sake. I, know. I was there Sunday and Tuesday. Um, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, my father-in-law was in town, and my father-in-law wanted it on Tuesday. Uh, I'm in the city five days a week. <laughs> yeah, me too. We also have. Uh, Schlafly Beer is a new sponsor, so go get yourself some Schlafly Beer. You guys know where they're at. And without further ado, oh we'll get to our three counts. Shenanigans. Look, look on your face is like a disappointed father. I swear to God, it's like you did what? What? You didn't want to go with me and my father-in-law and my wife, though, did you? Bullshit. I wanted to go with just your father-in-law. Yeah. <laughs> you know him too, and I know that's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of a lie, we'll just segue into who is this person breaking out of this prison? YouTube pops up. I was, I guess, I was in this marathon of wrestling in the last 12, 15, 18 hours. If you follow me on Twitter, I've been trying to catch up since I've been out of town over the weekend. So I look up and I see John Moxley is trending. I'm looking at it like John Moxley's trending. So I click on it and I see this video. It's about a minute and a half. So I was like, what the fuck? You know, I'm trying to figure out what I want to watch next. Let's watch this video. Were you not familiar that that was his old name? No, I was familiar with it. I just came out of nowhere. It just came out of nowhere. Right. Okay. This was like 1030 yeah. on a random Tuesday night and he's trending on Twitter. I'm like, what the fuck? So I was mm-hmm. like, okay, so let's, ch- let's click on it. Let's see what's going on. So I click on the link and the video comes up and you see John Moxley apparently in a cell of some sort and he's pacing back and forth and slowly but surely he's starting to beat down this stone wall. He's count- he was counting down the days. days. Break down the walls. <laughs> the days that go by and the, you know, slowly but surely he's punching down, you know, a stone here, a stone there. Slowly but surely the wall is starting to break down and he gets through the wall to the point where now he sees light and he goes through the wall. Here comes I guess security is trying to stop John Moxley. I want to call him Dean Ambrose so bad. He's running out trying to run away from the guards, he's climbing this gate where there's barbed wire. Barbed wire is not stopping John Mox. We all know this. He's wrapping barbed wire around his hands. So apparently he is a, this is a metaphor of some sort. You can fill in the blank for what you yeah, think this it's metaphor real is. subtle imagery. I wonder, what, <laughs> I wonder what the prison was he was trying to break out. He was getting chased by a big dog, by the way. Yes. He was getting chased by a big dog. That was that dog's yard. <laughs> it was that he, dog's yard. He was yard. trying to get to his yard. <laughs> Escape from Alcatraz. So, apparently, one John Moxley is back. 
<laughs> Clearly, he is back. Now the question is, where is he going? AEW obviously is the call that everybody is making. I don't necessarily have a problem with that, but I guess the question is, is this a scenario where John Moxley is going to run the independent scene for a little bit, or does he go to straight to AEW? So I will put that to the fore for the question at hand. What's John Moxley going to do? Two Bear, what do you think? Uh, I think he does indies for a while, uh, especially because, you know, AEW's hot shit and he could get a good deal. But if they, you know, strike a TV deal and they suddenly have, you know, even more to offer, then, uh, you know, you know, he could get a good contract from AEW and they're going to pay. But he can make some good money on the indie scene. And maybe that's what he wants to do after being in WWE for so long. Uh, that's kind of where I see him. And really, that's kind of where I'm hoping because then maybe our boys at Glory Pro could, you know, swing a couple grand to get John Moxley in. Oh man, uh, Jesus like, Christ! Have him and uh, you know Gary J. Gary J. Ooh. do a fucking Eddie Kingston tables uh, match yeah. and yeah. Stallion, any of them? Yeah, shit. I was about to say, oh, 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 Jesus, yeah. Curse Stallion, John Moxley, okay, four way. Yeah. yeah, I'd sponsor that shit. Yeah, Talk quick. <laughs> Give me five bucks. But in Endgame, I feel like is AEW. I mean, it just makes the most sense. Like, Look, you he guys, ain't going to New Japan. He's going back to WWE. <laughs> no, <laughs> okay, so Murray, Murray's on Murray's on record saying that this is all stop a big it. work. Stop and then, it. No I did way. see a couple of people on Twitter being like, "This could this be a work?" Yeah, <laughs> guys, let it go. It's not <laughs> he's a work. Not coming not back. A, he's not coming. He's coming back. back as Enzo's new tag team partner. <laughs> come on. I mean, the, I'm meaning that exactly. is come on. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, he's not coming back to WWE. Obviously, uh, no. he. I don't think that he's the type of guy. I think he kind of probably wants to run the independent scene. But if he's going to go right into the AEW, I mean, there were a bunch of internet sleuths that saw the two five on the wall and double or nothing AEW's first official event. He second. lives in Vegas too. Right, and to, it, it's May 25th, um, so I, I'm glad that everybody watches everything like it's lost now, because I, I never would have noticed that, but I mean, I I mean, uh, I guess we could get, uh, you know, John Moxley versus, you know, CM Punk in the main event at Double or Nothing, Stop, that'd be fun, right? See, see, you're going to start some shit up with some shit like that. What's funny is that I have a cousin, a first cousin, whose name actually is John Moxley, J-O-N, spelled the exact same way, and oh, he, he lives in Miami. And I saw him on Twitter on my non-wrestling page, and he's like, what the fuck am I doing trending? He had no idea who the hell John Moxley was. He thought somebody looked at his internet history. Right, exactly. (laughs) No, you don't want to be trending for no shit like that. Um, It is exciting. The idea of him going to AEW... to put a fire under to to furthermore put a fire under WWE's ass is uh, fun to speculate about. I maybe worry about his wife Renee Young's uh, future in the company. I don't if, think there's if, anything to worry about with if, Renee. If Young. that would be a problem, she, man, she could go to ESPN or whatever and call like football games. Like she's got yeah, like, she could be a sideline reporter anywhere. She would be she fine. can do whatever. She's, she's Vince talented. doesn't want to lose her in she's, that scenario. She's way better of a professional than she is like on commentary. That commentary, yeah, for sure. She's not good at that. Like, I thought she was at first, but I was I, because she's so good at that like talking smack environment. Yeah, but that's not where she's at anymore. Right. Yeah. The only thing that kind of worries me about, um, you know, ultimately what we want is healthy competition in the wrestling world because the rising tide floats all boats, and that's better for the fans. And we want as many 
that's the hope that if uh, if a guy's going to uh, slip out of WWE's grasp, that he's going to go to AEW, which is going to provide the best competition for WWE. The thing that worries me the most is that WWE might might not just give a fuck. Like WWE, I mean, as evidenced by this past week of television, which was awful, WWE might just say, you know what, we're making enough money. You know, our stock is still so high. Like I, I, I don't care about this AEW. Like if they get five hundred thousand viewers a week, we're still going to get our 4.4 million or whatever it is is it crazy to think that he might i mean because i know the pay is not going to be anywhere near what he'd been getting but is it crazy to think he'd go to ccw or something like that or would he be able I to think just that would be jump like, around? No, I agree. I think that would be more like uh, Two Beer was saying that that would be like a pit stop. Just do a quick and, reunion. Yeah, and then you know go to everybody on yeah, the way go up. to the next place. I'd like to see him go to MLW and face Mance Warner. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You know, you could do things. He could do things like that and get away with it. All I'll say with WWE doesn't give a fuck, I totally disagree. You're not going to just throw Revival $500,000, reportedly throw $500,000 over five years because you don't care. And then, when they, turn, and then when they turn them down, they bury, bury them on TV. Bury TV, okay? Yeah. That means you do care, okay? That was th- That was the petty move. So they move. offered the Revival $500,000? Reportedly, they've put five years, $500,000 on the table to the Revival, and, and apparently they've turned it down. So when they turned it down on Monday night, that was the, uh, the back-shaving back uh, segment. The homophobic. Okay. Back, yeah. So, yeah. yeah all, all, you mo- all you motherfuckers that want the Attitude Era back, that was, attitude right? that was the attitude era. That was the attitude era. That was the attitude era. It was era. shitty TV, and guess what? Attitude era was shitty TV with amazing stars. So fuck the attitude era. That's a great segue into our two count. <laughs> my yeah. boy. <laughs> you know who else says fuck the attitude era? Cody Rhodes. Uh oh. My boy. Uh-oh. Actually, he's not my boy. He's Dusty's boy. No, we got a picture. He don't, at least knows us. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. knows us. Yeah, yeah. Actually, like our first, our first indie show that we did as a group uh, was Glory Pro Wrestling. Whenever uh, Cody came and defended the Ring of Honor Championship against Michael Elgin. And Donovan Dijak uh, wrestled um, oh, fuck. Mara Fuji. And uh, it was a great show. It, the fire marshal was not there, thankfully, because <laughs> he needed to shut this yeah, motherfucker down. But it was great. Uh, that's when Dijak became a friend of me of the show. And yeah, uh, Cody became just days. a straight up friend. He, yeah. he was one of the most gracious dudes, like, just like one of the most gracious, like, celebrities, like, super chill dude like told us like cool stories about like the undertaker and shit and like we took talking about doing shots us. of whiskey with the undertaker he yeah did, and he, he was shot with all with us pre-murray i cropped you motherfuckers out and that picture's just my that's my that's my twitter <laughs> abby it's just me, just me and cody we're pals we're just pals guys. <laughs> so uh you guys uh should do something similar like I have a YouTube notification when the Nightmare Family channel like hits. Like I get a notification, then I just stop what I'm doing and I watch that because that's a great lead up into. Yeah, I'm a total AW Mark. Sorry, Um, (laughs) but because of that, I got to see this dope ass promo. And Cody comes out and he cuts a biblical promo, uh, talking about the prodigal son and talking about how you know. Cody and Dustin Runnels are from different generations and he cuts down the attitude era and he elevates the current generation of superstars who are all about work rate and entertainment and not so selfish about themselves and they're not into drugs and alcohol. Uh, it's really kind of an interesting way to 
like to promote the match because everybody wants it to be brother versus brother, but instead of it being brother versus brother, Cody's making it. Now it's generation versus generation. Yeah, I lo- I love they both that. say, I love my brother. I love my brother. This is not... This is not uh, a br- blood versus blood feud. This is generation versus generation. And I mean, it, right now it's promo of the year. Like for me, there hasn't been anything better. Uh, this is promo of the year. Yeah. So let's not play. We're not going to play all of it. It's about four and a half minutes left, but I am going to play about the first minute and a half. So just if you haven't heard it, this is uh, just a taste of it. Of <laughs> Natural versus nightmare. It's all very marketable. It's all very romantic, albeit not very accurate. What's accurate is that this match is generation versus generation. I am not here to kill Dustin Rhodes. I'm here to kill the Attitude Era. My entire lot, my whole class of peers has been compared to these gilded late 90s through the early 2000s for over a decade, and it's an utter sham. Sure. You paved the roads for us, but gosh, you set the speed markers at 35 because you are terrified of any of us putting our foot down on the pedal. You mean to tell me some pissant bodybuilder making every match a no DQ, meandering around the crowd, throwing the jib cam at his opponent, compares with a Kenny Okada match? (laughs) Or some brawl and panty spectacular can match up with what the women did last September 1st. Or even Dwayne, as electric as it was, rhyming and raising. Was it really better than what Punk said sitting on that stage? So I, hey, I'm sure that last part got Jason. Hey, 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 <laughs> I hope you guys are watching fella. on YouTube. And you guys could have seen <laughs> Jason's there. face when he went after Dwayne. <laughs> Easy, big fella. Uh, just for those of you that might not have noticed, when he called when he calls uh, when he calls Triple H a pissant bodybuilder, that's in reference to Triple H calling AEW a pissant company when DX got inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. Yeah, uh, shots fired and shots fired back. Shots fired. I mean, that's what you want, right? Right? Isn't that what you want, uh, Murray? What you think? Uh, well, uh, it it's awesome. Like yeah. honestly, because he's being totally. It's not. It's beyond just like a, a gimmick or something. At that point, he's really talking about what the business is trying to accomplish right now outside of the WWE, and it's it's awesome because it's all you know. It's been building for so long, and. Uh, it, He's just saying, he's talking about the evolution of professional wrestling and speaking the truth of all of the younger generation that's been trying to make their way, but has been being stopped by right. the Hogans, the yada yadas from, from that point forward. And, and, and I'm sure that's the way they really feel. It's got to I mean. be the way they really feel. He's speaking for a whole generation of professional wrestling. It's not even a promo against his brother at that point. He flipped it as a generation thing, and it's... It, it, flawless jcb that's your first time hearing it what you think uh did it it live up to the hype yeah i mean it's kind of like murray said it 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 spoke for one generation against the next and a lot of people always you know like two beers said you know i love the attitude error i love the attitude error i mean don't get me wrong i I didn't say that i know you didn't say that (laughs) i say trust me you're well documented on that um (laughs) 
it, it, it's, it is two different types of wrestling, and it just ultimately depends on what you really like. The attitude era for me is more sports entertainment versus what this current generation is, what Cody represents to me is professional wrestling. Not saying there's one better than the other. There is just a, there's the line, here's the sides, pick the side, I don't give a fuck which side you're on. Now, that being said, taking shots at WWE and, and the attitude era, I love it just for the fact that they're acknowledging the fact that WWE exists versus the fact that WWE won't acknowledge that anybody else but Agreed. them and exists. They're, and they're not doing it in a way that they're piggybacking. Like, no. they're just taking shots and they're saying, hey, this is this is how we're different. They're not, like... They're not like running shows the same weekends that WWE's running shows, and they're not trying to be a direct competition or anything. They're just saying, "Hey, if you guys want an alternative, we're that alternative." Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I'm this just added a little more flavor. I won't say fuel because double or nothing is already out of control. That's just going to be a monster weekend. This just added a little little pepper to the gumbo. A <laughs> little pepper to the gumbo. <laughs> Colin sounds delicious. It's serious. Colin. I love that. Calling Triple H a pissant bodybuilder, Dude, making on. making all making making every match a no DQ match, and what do he say? Throwing the jib camera at the at his opponent. Yeah, that is killer stuff, dude. But that it's is all true. That's yeah, what the, is what the sad part about it is. It's all that, fucking. That's true. why we look. That the best part, like Bill always says, the best part about wrestling is when it's a simulation of an athletic contest, and I firmly agree. And the best part about wrestling promos is whenever they are based in reality. Yep. Oh, yeah, and, and that's why we love this. No, because he, he, he hit it. That was like I said. That was the first time I'm hearing it. And obviously, like you said, when he got on Dwayne or whatever, I was like, "Hey, hey, hey, easy, big fella." And, <laughs> yeah, you're talking about he's... my boy. He did. <laughs> he did say as electric as it was. It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gave him a good credit. He, he did. He no, gave him and some the credit. rhyming again. But he, but he kind of, you know, backhanded it as well. You know, as electric as it was, it's rhyming and you know all that the good well, stuff. Don't get me wrong. And I had this conversation the other day. The Rock is electrifying. He's charismatic, but he wasn't technically great in the ring. When I don't, I don't think of him in the same way that I think of Zack Saber Jr., Daniel Bryan. He, he well, was a Hogan in the ring. Well, in, well, actually, he was an evolution. He was an evolution. He's okay. better than Hogan. Okay. Okay. But here, here's the difference: better, Rock better. had a fucking six-year career, right? Like Hogan was in there for thirty yeah, years, and they, he could have got better. I mean, neither of them ever went to the second rope. No. But no, like Rock, no, no. Rock went to the second no, rope. No, Rock at the very He never went to the third rope, though. The Survivor Series, we oh, came yeah, up with okay. the, Yeah, he okay. jumped off the top. So, right. I mean, we can't say that. But the difference is, yeah, Rock was only in there for five or six years, and he was pushed super hard whenever he was young, and he never really had a chance. Like, he was just... He was just pushed, and he he did what he, he did. Roman. Yeah, he was Roman. But like, I mean, if Rock would have not done the movie career, like he would have gotten better technically. But yeah, he was not technically. He, he's no Bret Hart. No. Okay, and he's ultimately, like the antithesis of Bret Hart. Okay, and ultimately, I think that's where I kind of was like, "Hey, big fella, I love you, yeah, Cody, but, but you're going to die this time." <laughs> I don't want to get too far into the weeds here. I don't want to say that The Rock was roamed though, because The Rock was a very organic push. He wasn't just shoved up there because Vince wanted him and nobody else did. Sure. The, the Rock earned it. Also, The Rock sold like a motherfucker. Oh, that, that's yeah. It, oh he, man, he I'm not saying Roman doesn't sell it all, but right, but right, The right. Rock's primary. 
primary gift was his comeback, which goes to your Hogan point, and he sold like Dolph Ziggler. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he sold like a motherfucker. He was so great at it. And that was really, to me, that was Rock's greatest strength. No, that's why but he was no, one he, of the absolutely. kings of that era. No, I mean, he would definitely, Stone Cold was obviously his claim to fame. But, you know, he bounced around the ring. No, this Cody doesn't say shit about Stone Cold because Stone yeah. Cold's cool with everybody. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I, I think The Rock versus, to, just to parse it a little bit, just because it's fun, it, just because I love the promo so much and it's fun to talk about. I think that The Rock versus CM Punk, uh, the comparison is interesting to me in that at the time, The Rock the Rock was the best and he had everybody behind him. But like saying that Rock promos were better than the Pipe Bomb promo or better than CM Punk promos, it's kind of like comparing... And I know you guys aren't big sports fans, Zach and Murray, but it's kind of like saying that, like, the, you know, you could take the shittiest baseball team this year and they would smoke the 27 Yankees. The 27 Yankees didn't hit, didn't really hit curveballs. They didn't play against black people. They didn't play at night. They weren't as big. They weren't as strong. And during the offseason, they had real jobs and they ate, drank beer and ate bacon, where these guys, all they do is lift weights and work out all the time. That's like, kind of to his point, though. No, I, yeah. I know. Yeah, I'm, I'm agreeing with gotcha. it. I'm saying that the the rock, like he said, they paved the way. Like all these, all these steps had to be built for a guy like CM Punk to do what he did, which Absolutely. is lay down the. I mean, still to this day, probably the best work shoot promo of all time. The crazy thing is, is whenever that work shoot was made, this is we think Vince is out of touch now. He's out of touch then. Vince thought <laughs> Vince thought that that was going to be a fucking heel promo. Yeah, Vince yeah, yeah. thought that that was gonna fucking get heat. Oh yeah, and it might have with like five or six people. Yeah, <laughs> you know. But and there was named Jerry Briscoe and Pat Patterson <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, the Coombs, the Stooges. Right. Here's one last thought. WWE has a great way of putting getting heat. But they can't have a hard time to, like, Zach is always hammering home. They have a hard time getting guys over, like, building baby faces. You know what I'm saying? They can put heat on anybody. Anybody. At the any drop of a hat, they can do that. They have a really hard time of getting guys over organically. Building a story. Mustafa Ali, great example. Well on the way until he got hurt. Perfect and now, example. And now he's going to kind of be in the weeds for a little bit until we figure out where he's going to go next. He's going to be Finn Balor. He's going to be. He's going to tread water for like a year now okay, until they that, decide to do something with him. And that's I got a problem with that. When I ask my son, he's nine years old. He doesn't watch wrestling a lot. Like if his favorite wrestlers, it's AJ Styles, Seth Rollins, and those are obvious. And then he says Mustafa Ali. You know what I mean? Which is crazy. Like, like it's because, like, he, yeah, it is crazy because, like, his exposure, but he's got a natural charisma. Like, he is a natural babyface. People want to root for that dude. Like, right. fucking put him out there and have him overcome some odds. Well, I mean, the, a, 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 the, right. Go ahead. I was going to say the two biggest babyfaces that have gone over in the past decade have gotten over completely of their own volition with no help from the machine, and it was Dana Bryan and Kofi Kingston. Right. right. You know? Yeah, yeah. For yeah. sure. <clears throat> Okay. But I cut you off. Oh, no, just that you got to remember, too, at least when it 
comes to like kids and stuff like that that the entrances and stuff like that also help like with mustafa ali especially he's right. got the the glowing mask oh, yeah, he and, looks like the Fortnite dj right so <laughs> it, <laughs> the presentation is also there too as far as that they're not doing a very good job with anybody else on that all right if you haven't watched the rest of that promo i suggest you go out and do it also and it's good to know that uh bill is definitely not a child predator because he doesn't know what Fortnite is so. I mean, I know what Fortnite is. I just don't know there's a you DJ. You just studied it up if you were a predator. It so. was in Adventures Endgame <laughs> twice. Let me babysit your kids. Let's not give anything away. It was just in it twice. That's all. Let's do our three counts. All right. So we'll... We'll get to the WWE news of the week. Uh, just reiterating, the WWE pro <sighs> product this week was absolutely awful. I mean, even when Thank I, you. The, the only reason that I'm about to name off the Money in the Bank contenders is because it's somewhat newsworthy. Oh, because, because it's can, exactly what they did is they just read them off. Yeah, they just, <laughs> I mean, it was really none of us just, are Alexa Bliss. But just we're the about laziest, to do the just thing. the laziest way to do the Money in the Bank contenders. Like, why can't you, there's three weeks before Money in the Bank, right? Have mm. qualifying just matches. Just have qualifying matches. Exactly. You got a three-hour show. Remember, four <laughs> matches in three hours. You can't pull that off. And you Fucking know what, a. You know what they're going to do in the go-home show, too? They're going to have all the contenders sitting Sit on ladders in the middle of the ring. Yeah, right. I was getting ready to say, all arguing who's who's the most deserving to it's, be it's the gonna winner It's going to be like because bank. Vince forgot they did last year. He's going to be like, let's have them all sit on ladders. That's a great idea, Vince. Wait, didn't we do that last year? No, all right. Shh, so I will, I will run down. This is gonna be great. The contenders. Uh, so uh, for the men's Money in the Bank, we have Mustafa Ali, Finn Balor, Andrade, Randall Kenneth Orton, Randall Keith, Randall Kenneth, Randall Keith, Keith. Randall Keith Orton, <laughs> Ron Strowman. Sound like I was having a stroke there. Randall Kenneth, Randall Keith, Randall Kenneth, Randall Keith. Uh, Braun Strowman, Baron Corbin, Rick O'Shea. Yeah, Rick O'Shea. O'Shea yeah. yeah, Mr. O- Mr. O'Shea and Drew McIntyre. Uh, on the women's side, we have Natalia, Naomi, Dana Brooke, Carmella, Ember Moon, Alexa Bliss, Bailey, and Mandy Rose. Um, Murray, what stands out to you uh, from those lists? Any notable uh, inclusions that you wouldn't have in there or any notable uh, snubs that you would have put in there? Well, men's or women's. One, there is no Asuka. Which I know she's in a tag team, but fuck all that noise. Yeah, just put her in there. Anyway, I could have been more sold. Like, don't get me wrong. I've tried to love Dana Brooke since Breaking Ground. Okay? I I love her look. I think she looks like a star and everything. But she's kind of fucking awful. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and when she came out when she came out and was playing that whole entitlement card i turned off smackdown yeah. like i that was the most cringy fucking shit i've seen oh, in a long yeah. long time and then they did a backstage segment where she pulled the same shit and i think she's supposed to be getting sympathy from that and everyone i hope hates her right now like she i pulled do. it against the wrong person that it's was Natata. dumb as it's, fuck it's natty right. natty yeah, everybody of all knows people she doesn't get shit it's not, yeah she's the one that's getting shit on too okay you're pointing the wrong person it was awful so that's the money in the bank Okay, yeah. Jason, uh, any notable snubs um, or uh, noteworthy inclusions? Yeah, um, noteworthy inclusions. Obviously, Alexa, just for the fact because she's been AWOL, so is she going to lay around and sneak up and win this thing again? Dana Brooke is kind of a surprise. I think that's the Sasha Banks spot, but obviously 
WWE and Sasha Banks still have not gotten on the same page. So in a couple weeks. She's out. Dana Brooks is in. The biggest one to me is Ruby Riot. Where yeah, the fuck yeah, is Ruby yeah. Riot at? I, I mean, if you're going to break them up, then you need to at least start to push her as a singles competitor. She was the head of this group to begin with. You named the group after her. So where is she at? That and just because I'm a Mark... Nikki Cross has been AWOL, oh, yeah. too, as well. Another victim of the superstar shakeup. So, yeah, there's there's stuff to complain about. But, I mean, ultimately, Sasha Banks, I think, is the biggest, I guess, exclusion from this whole thing. And then they just kind of filled in the blanks from there. A quick uh, parenthesis on the superstar shakeup. Apparently, it's still going on because the B team <laughs> got announced on SmackDown this oh, week. Dude, uh, what the fuck, It's the most disorganized yeah. nonsense. You know, I you know I had to play devil's advocate the whole time up to WrestleMania, tr- just trying to have <laughs> WWE's back, trying to get excited for WrestleMania. But now I'm letting it all hang loose because we got so far into the doldrums so quickly after WrestleMania. It just has sucked progressively week after week. Uh, Zach, any notable... <laughs> Any noteworthy inclusions or notable snubs? Uh, I understand the incredulity about Dana Brooke uh, just based on, like, her performance and stuff. But, you know, when we think about the men's and how they all line up, you know, Kofi's the champion. He's not going to be there. So, obviously, we have Ricochet, who's going to be the spot monkey. That's not racist. It's just a term. (laughs) Um, And then we have Lars Sullivan, who's there as the base, right? And so, like, Dana Brooke's a bodybuilder. She's she's the – if Nia Jax is hurt and Tamina is, you know, wherever Tamina is – um, Dana Brooks, the obvious, chi- you know, I, choice I as a base. Like, I get it. So I understand not understanding why she's in, but she's she's she can work as like a as a base. They just need to not let her talk. Uh, yes, she. Well, no, just just point the finger at the poison. That, when Alexa Bliss announced herself, that's, yeah, that's when you should you have been like, "Oh hell no!" It's yeah. almost as you if she missed her mark, be, right? You have all like, be, or they told her. To point at the wrong person, which is probably more of what probably sabotage Here, Here's my biggest problem. Yeah, you sabotaging the wrong person. Kayfabe style? Kayfabe style. Why the fuck is Sonya Deville giving up her oh, opportunity? They're okay. going to play into that. Like, I, I think, guarantee you they'll I think play that into she, that. To me, she's a huge snub. Because That's she, a huge snub because she's talented. She and awesome. she even said... Is she? Like, yeah, yeah. man, she, yeah, she, she, is. she I guess I'm missing the boat. I just don't see she's it. She's really good. I, I, okay. I see I see talent in her. She's she's a good worker. Like, like she doesn't have a lot too. of charisma. But yeah, she's young. Like she's she a real fighter. Enough. They should put they could put with Rhonda gone, they could push her as a shooter. I mean, she's more of a Shayna Baszler she's type, an athlete. type wrestler. She like, is she, the Shayna Baszler of the main roster. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. And for Mandy Rose, you know, Mandy Rose is the sex kitten. We all know that Vince is going to be hot on her. But for like Mandy to come up and straight up say, Sonya, you deserve this because you're better than me. And we all know that that's true. <laughs> and then the reverse psychology of being like, you know, no, you should have this because you had this random opportunity against Asuka last month. And, you know, at least it wasn't women bickering because that's all we fucking get. Yeah, yeah, for right. sure. But yeah, I yeah. was, I was still. That's why we have qualifying the matches. matches. You it would have been a much problem. more yep. compelling story and if you, you just would have put the partners together and had them face off against for, each other. God they might have had a good match too. Yeah, God yeah. forbid you get fresh matches because that's what we heard when we were 
way back a few months ago. Oh, we're going to have fresh matches. We're going to do this and do that. Now it's kind of just falling back into the same old storyline, which is putting different names in different spots. If you're going to put if you're going to put Dana Brooke in the match, have her go over Natalia in a qualifying match because right. I, don't, I really no, don't I really don't think Natalia should be in there. No, I don't. Personally. No, I like you know what? No, I don't. Natalia needs to be in there because she has the experience, right? And it makes it. it she's a base. It would, makes sense. I would take a match. If yeah, you're going to do it, if you're going to build Dana Brooke, then do it the right way. Qualify matches, have her upset, fill in the blank. With Alexa Bliss and Carmella, they if you're going to put them in, at least have the reasoning be like all prior Money in the Bank winners can be, be in, in or in something like that. Uh, have we mentioned Sasha Banks? I guess she's seriously in the doghouse or she's just on her way no, out. No. Because- Apparently she, like last that I heard, which was uh, from Fightful, I think, which is a pretty reliable source, uh, Sean Sapp. Uh, he said she's sitting out uh, her contract like that's her current move, which is not really a good move because they can keep extending her contract. Yeah, that's where I think the rub is going to be. So right now they have not reached agreement Uh, for um, I agree with Ruby Riot for the men. I'm really surprised Alistair Black isn't in this match. It's just Uh, it boggles the mind that they would put Randy Orton, Braun Strowman, you know, I know that I, I know they're going to put Baron Corbin. Uh, when I look at this, Ali, Finn Balor, and Andrade are all super exciting. Ricochet, yes. McIntyre, down with both of those fill guys it, being in Finn it. Really fill in the rest with the there, guys. Okay, look, I, I see why you say it's exciting. Just fill in the rest with the guys that had the five-star fucking ladder match in NXT. Fucking throw EC3, Aleister Black, Ricochet, and then the guys that you said. I wouldn't That's mind. fucking amazing. I, I, would like to see, I would like to see Xavier Woods in there. I don't. I don't know what they're doing. Oh my oh. god! Whoa, whoa! 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 Oh my god! Whoa. Yeah. What I the know. fuck? Uh, because, Xavier Woods who attacked Kevin Owen from Pat behind. Pat that motherfucker down, spy, then, spy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I did a face off with a real big New Day mark. Rip off, rip off my mask. It's, right. Z- it's Zach's kid, Dexter. <laughs> no, what are you drinking? Day. <laughs> um, but like, I think Xavier Woods winning the Money in the Bank. Really, if Biggie wasn't hurt, it'd be more fun to have Biggie win it and carry it around while Kofi has the. Well, well, that, the that would be drama. Right. That would be storytelling. That would oh, be, be built-in that, drama that everywhere would, you went. That would be intrigue. Just have, tension, if nothing right. else. Have him walking around tension. with it. Alistair Black is the one that completely blows my mind. I have out. a yeah. feeling, though, they're kind of like they're, they're the way they got him cut in promos, which he's a fucking amazing at as long as what they give him to say is right. continues to be coherent. He might be on his own run. You know what's weird to me? He's Dutch, right? He uh, Dutch. Have, why doesn't he have an accent at all? He, he does. It's very, very faint, though. Yeah, and I mean, Dutch is uh, very English. It's Amsterdam, so I yeah, like I've been to I've been to the Netherlands and oh, I barely remember it, but I definitely didn't have to I speak a different language the entire time. To Amsterdam, I, I don't hear. I don't hear. I don't hear. Uh, all speak Dutch. An, an accent, though. <laughs> uh, so early thoughts: uh, Who's going to win? What? Uh, well, I'm going to say Corbin. I'm going to say Corbin also. I know. Jesus Christ. You know what I loved? And was, he's going to win. No, was I'm Bliss. Not, I refuse It'd to be say cool it. if Corbin was the first guy to lose. Three he times. Couldn't, couldn't cash Dude, in the money in the big twice. Yeah. It might oh, be all right. Uh, no, I'm, I'm going to stick to my d- fandom, and I'm going to say Andrade. 
Uh, that's that's who that. I hope wins. Me too. What I love, well, him I, or McIntyre. That, that's who I'm rooting for too. I think McIntyre would be my Corbin second. Corbin is an absolute waste of time. We've I really, I really hope, would also be my second pick. I really hope that Alexa Bliss actually had a whole lot more to say when she introduced Corbin, and the fans were just booing so hard. That she was like, she was it. like, I'm not going to just list the rest of his accolades. <laughs> I'm over this. Yeah, <laughs> I think on the women's side, I think there's probably only really only two possibilities, maybe three if you include three. Uh, well, it's Bailey or Mandy Rose. I wasn't shit. You could give Bailey a little too much credit. Last time I checked, she was tapping out to Becky. She's not. Bailey's not. Bailey's no no not shame in it. tapping out to the Becky then, two belts. N- but yeah. then don't. This is but what it the was everything sh- before that. It was I everything think, before that. They it, announced her being in the match, and then after yeah, announcing her, her being in the Money in the Bank, she taps out. But, but. Come on, man. Maybe, just maybe, and this Stop. is the nice, Stop. the nice Here Murray you go. man coming. Here you go. Maybe, just like maybe, because nice they've been, uh, they've been playing with on her on social media and Twitter and stuff like that. They've been poking at some stuff. They're maybe they're gonna make her lose a bunch here coming up. All this playing and with and poking off. with is getting me hot and bothered here. <laughs> anyway, she also might be catching some of that Sasha Banks shrapnel bury. Okay, see, we're gonna push your friend. Two. No, yeah, Vince is petty enough to be like, "Hey, yeah. Sasha, you want to sit out? We're gonna push your fucking friend of the moon." Guess what? She just won money in the bank because she didn't fucking whine and cry. That is Vince McMahon. And I can see that totally. They though. could also have they could also have her lose for the next year because. Because that's how petty oh, he is. Also, yeah, it's, like, it's yeah. like, oh, yeah. Sasha, you're gonna quit. Uh, I'm burying Bailey. Also, yeah. yeah. Some men just want to see their world and their own ratings burn. By the way, that little <laughs> that little girl that used to Lord be obsessed with Bailey but ratings. loves Becky now from NXT. The little girl, whatever. Oh yeah, so she's a Becky Mark now. She, well, yeah, but she she's got the side of her head shaved. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. She just got some. Her parents just got her like papers to go start training. To be a wrestler, <laughs> I have no idea. What you don't know, is she's an NXT. No. No. She's a she's she's going to be a story at WrestleMania one day. Yeah, that's going to do it for our three count. She will be a WrestleMania moment. JCB tells about F and B. Her and Nick are going to win an intergender <laughs> tag team title. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> F and B eatery on Thirty Fifty Three Southampton <laughs> Boulevard on the corner of Southampton and Marquette. Go check my boy Mike out. If you are a fan of Smash Burgers, like I am a fan of Smash Burgers, like <gasps> the fan, oh. like the panel are a fan of Smash Burgers. All I want to do is smash. Okay, Ooh. with cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Easy, big fella. Cheese and onions. Just get ready to say there, this is a kid-friendly restaurant. All I want to do well. is smash with kids. <laughs> so he's if, reading an advertisement. If Zach doesn't get arrested by the time this advertisement is, he could take Dexter and his kids to F and B eatery if he chooses to do so. It is not just smash burgers. There are also Reuben sandwiches, black bean burgers, the whole shebang. Breakfast, to, breakfast is really good there too. Breakfast is very good there Throw too. That in there. Unfortunately, I just don't get up that early because, you know, my brother likes he, to sleep Because you go to bed at 8.30 in the morning. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. He didn't go before you go to bed. <laughs> yeah, that's what I should have did. Idiot. Thank you. 3453 FB. <laughs> Tell JCP Also, uh, uh, some breaking news. I don't, I, I, I think I was remiss to mention this last week, but uh, banned from Ringside Podcast. June 22nd at Off-Broadway, we are sponsoring the Tony Schiavone and Conrad Thompson What Happened When podcast. If you guys were at, if you guys were, did you even know this, Zach? Maybe maybe this is breaking deal. I'm just looking looking at my calendar. I knew it was coming. I didn't know it was official. Yeah. So if you were at the last, the Bischoff, uh, the eight... 
83, 83 weeks. Well, I couldn't remember it. You said I'm it like a million times. I know. I'm sober, to too. Uh, 83 weeks. Uh, we had a bunch of fun at Off-Broadway. We had a bunch of fun at Off-Broadway. So uh, come on out. June 22nd at Off-Broadway. It's my favorite room in town. And uh, just get your wrestling on. It's going to be a lot of fun to get just a whole bunch of marks together and have uh, Shivani and Conrad entertain us with their regalis, or Shivani, more importantly, regalis with their stories. So come on out. And there, there was something I forgot to mention last week that's actually related. Uh, I uh, thanked Craig and Samir for swapping tickets with us and letting me and Dex sit in for O. I totally forgot to thank Tinder Mahal. Uh, like, I saw Tinder uh, walking, you know, around because, like, he can just do that at WWE events, and I hollered at him. And uh, he came back with uh, some backstage shit for us. He got Dex a lanyard what? and, like, WWE Superstars pick. So thank you, Tinder Mahal. Yeah, he told he, I mean, the fucking he, best. He texted me. He was pretty upset about not getting mentioned. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Says he's watching right now on Facebook, too. So. <laughs> okay, see, there you go. This is banned from ringside. Okay, so we got about 10 minutes left for odds and ends. Uh, there's not a whole lot to get to, like I said, no but I, I would like to talk about the Firefly Funhouse Week 2. Bray Wyatt. Impact uh, 2. Bray Wyatt doing his new, uh, I guess, his new gimmick, his new angle, what he's doing, his vignettes. Uh, any thoughts on the second one where he was wearing a beret and painting a painting of the House of horrors I, I watched it with my kids burning down like <laughs> oh i watched it with my like so i got up at 6 a.m and i so yeah, i got right? up at 6 a.m today and i started like the the youtube queue of like all the videos because that's just how i consume wwe because i don't have time and i hate it um so uh <laughs> but firefire funhouse came up whenever my little kids got up so six and nine my daughter's uh-huh. six my son is nine they fucking loved it they were oh, like they Jesus. thought it they thought it was You're weird and i loved it but they thought they're like this is weird but they were like super into it like they were interested <laughs> and i was interested for a different reason but i'm just i just want to give people that perspective that whenever you have a huge drop in ratings for young people that maybe this is something that is intriguing to a younger generation what that's they, not 50 plus tell me, what did your 6 year old think when she saw him say that the word of the day is sociopath <laughs> They actually didn't comment on that. <laughs> uh, they said that sounds like our president. Uh, no. <laughs> there probably is some stuff. There probably is some children's programming that's not that much weirder. No. That's not that much less weird than oh, that, though, right? Yeah. No, you're, you're, you're right. Shining Time Station had uh, George Carlin in it. Like, I mean, come on. I changed my Twitter profile or uh, cover photo to the sociopath uh, screenshot. <laughs> <laughs> any, th- any thoughts on that, Jason? Um, I like the it's the hint of dark moments, the painting, and then there was another moment where he hesitated. I can't remember what he said, but he kind of hesitated and he looked directly at the camera, and it was just kind of like he wasn't smiling it was anymore. Right at the very end, it was right at the very end. I can't remember what he said to set it up, but then he stopped smiling and he was like. Okay, kids, and he, you know, it was just like okay. So we're kind of leading to where I want to go, which is a start. But once again, kind of like with Sami Zayn, we need somebody at the end to have him face off against. So a lot of this is just going to get wasted. Yeah, my, it'll uh, be the new Fashion Files. My theory, yeah, yeah. You know. yeah, Fashion Files were great though. They were. Yeah. Um, I, I have a theory that he's actually in some sort of psych ward or something because, like, the painting is what. Like that's what you'd have people that are I on like that. meds and they're like they're kind of you know they're kind of losing their shit. Yeah, they might, Dr. They John might try Moxley. To paint stuff. There's a, there's a lot of people <laughs> saying that he's inside the burned down 
house. Or that, yeah. Or and that. that's the way he's seeing the place now. Right. Because what I like about it is that still, it still has all the old Bray Wyatt in it. It's not, it's not like, this is the fresh start for the same character, which they haven't done like this ever that I can remember. Because it's still got all of the history of the old Bray Wyatt, but they're... It's a new space. They're not, for, to they're not forgetting. Yeah, yeah, right. Which, yeah. Is, which, which is, is a I huge love. thing with WWE. That's it's, what I mean. Is yeah. they exactly. got short term memory like a motherfucker. They want you to forget last week, but exactly. here, Bray Wyatt, they want you to remember. We usually do forget last week also. And, uh, by the way, it changed the, uh, the witch's name. It was something in the beginning, and it was now like it's Pepe, a- and now, now it's Abby, right. which short for Abigail. Abigail. And you guys want to talk about Impact? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I watched Impact uh, this morning. Yeah, Me too. it was very, yeah, it was the first thing I watched. Yeah, whatever time it was. I thought it was absolutely amazing, man. I was going to say the, the main event, uh, Gucci Brothers and LAX in essentially a uh, TLC match. I thought that was absolutely off the chain. Thank God Phoenix is apparently okay. Yeah. That, that's off off the chain and hard to watch. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say a couple cringe spots moments. Um, Brian Cage is now the new. Uh, Impact champion of, I would say, friend of the show, Michael Elgin, uh, came right out to challenge him. So that was a good, uh, nice little Sweet spot there. Kick. Yeah, he kicked the shit Elgin's out on Impact now? Yeah. Elgin's on yeah, Impact Elgin. now. Elgin, Elgin showed up. Yeah. So he um, left New Japan because he was just a guy. And now, yeah, now he's, he's basically the number main event. one contender. He's yeah. the main event. Good good catch for for. Yeah, I was going to say, it's a, a lot it, of people. It's a lot of... It, it's one of those things where, and I'll just say it because I know we're short on time. It's one of those things where I know we kind of slam on WWE, myself included, more times than not. But I hold WWE to a higher standard, so I expect a little more of them. If for whatever reason, once again, you just are, are just need a break from WWE, Impact has a good roster and their creative does a good job of going from week to week to, to continue a a flawless fluid storyline so if you it's a scenario where I know it's hard to find and that's the only problem with They're impact good. it's, it's not just that hard, hard to find I mean shit Twitch like there's you know you can there's ways to there's get it for free but you can subscribe to Twitch if you got an Amazon Prime account you can just get on the Twitch they just did that uh, impact plus thing too that just dropped yeah it's if, like seven ninety nine money yeah. seven ninety nine a month and you get the whole like Archives, backlog like, yeah, yeah that's their you know but network their, or whatever their pay-per-views are especially good they only do a handful a year and they're especially good the weekly TV is more enjoyable than Raw or Smackdown Agreed. because it actually makes sense and the booking actually makes sense and they've got good talent and their women's division's great. Uh, my women's favorite, division is amazing. My favorite match of the night was Tessa Blanchard, Blanchard and Gail Kim. Him. Yeah, Gail Kim came out of retirement. It was Tessa Blanchard like, never missed a beat. fucking awesome. She is. They let her go from WWE, thank God. Yeah, yeah, but they let her go. Dude, she is, because I'm kind of new. I've known who she was forever, but I'm finally starting to catch up on Impact and stuff like that. She is fucking good. She's top five women in the world. Absolutely. And that includes like her, Charlotte, EO, fucking Kyrie, like, Every like she's so fucking good. Agreed. This is banned from ringside. All right, we got some birthdays to get to. It's a big week in wrestling birthdays. Some big names on this list. Uh, big Boss Man uh, would have been fifty six. Uh, previously mentioned, Dwayne the Rock Johnson is forty seven. I uh, haven't seen much of him I think since he, did he retired. That many I hope he's out this there. year. Hope he's <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> They're all three bucks okay. at Family Dollar right Stu now. Stu <laughs> Hart, I believe, has passed away. All right, if, if not, he's one hundred and four. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Yeah. Mr. Fuji, uh, R.I.P. Yeah. Eighty four. Brian Knobs. 
still with still us. Still is, yeah. He's still <laughs> 55. Cole Cabana's 39. 55? That dude looked 55 whenever he was wrestling. <laughs> oh, he was like 33, though. Cole Cabana <laughs> just won the national uh, heavyweight title uh, yeah, the other yeah, week. Yeah, Crockett Cup. Congrats yeah. to oh, Cole yeah? Cabana. Yeah. 39. Uh, Owen Hart would have been 54. Tonga Loa. What do you mean would have been? See, you ain't right. Tagaloa is 36. Uh, Kevin Owens and Owen Hart shared the same birthday. And I know that Kevin Owens named his WWE character and his son because he was such a big Owen Hart fan. I thought that That's was interesting. Cool. They have the same. I know they have, that. And they also share. So Kevin Owens, 37. Uh, I believe it's May 7th is their birthday. Uh, also on the same day, Will Ospreay is 26. Mm-hmm. Tommaso Ciampa Fucking this week. 26. Jesus. Will Ospreay is 26. Can you imagine can you imagine? I would give both my pinkies to be 26. Can you imagine again. it being like one I'd of be the five best people in the world at yeah. what you do at 26? Same with Velveteen. I wasn't even that good at jerking off at 26. <laughs> <laughs> I figured that out at like 13. Tommaso Ciampa is 34 this week and Io Shirai is 29. Ooh. Hey, everybody. We know there are tons of podcasts to listen to, so we appreciate you guys taking your time out to listen to ours. For Shock City Studios, for Soul Taco, for JJ Twigs, for Schlafly Beer, for F&B Eatery, for Sam the Mall Mall and his beautiful new bride, for Murray the Murray Man Murray, for Two Beers Zach, for Jason Cornelius Bell, I am Bill Vagie, a.k.a. Arya Smart. I yeah, don't know. I never yeah, do that. And yeah. everybody, boo the heels. <laughs> Arya Smart. That was amazing. <laughs> Ditch that nine to five time feeling.